Oh, God. That hurt. Oh. Oh, I think that was supposed to be a fart. My, yeah, I taste it. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the GNA Podcast, where I, Zyver Blood, have taken over. It's gonna be awkward. We shall all now die. It's gonna be like a little penis. It's gonna be like a little penis and a big vagina awkward. Um, we are joined... Oh, it's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. Absolutely. Uh, we are joined here tonight, you hear him. Uh, we actually have Cecil on the show. And he is letting me host, so that's that's why you get this awkwardness. How are you, Cecil? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling great there, man. I'm feeling great. How, how, how are you feeling there, man? I'm doing good. I hear you uh, passed the class. That's why you can join us tonight. Oh, yeah, totally passed. Totally passed. That's why I'm here. Yep, totally passed. All right. And Damoc, we are joined by him. Uh, he will peace between your legs if you give him the opportunity. How are you, Damoc? I'm good, and I always ask first, Damon, like, hey, yo, are you taking a piss? Can I pee between those legs? That's why I said, if given the opportunity. Yeah, given the opportunity, I will ask. And it's an interesting story. If you're a girl, you get to sit down, and I get to pee looking. If you're a dude, you just get really awkwardly close and pee straight down, and I get up behind you and pee. Yeah, or if you're Derek, or uh, puking into a toilet bowl, piss between his legs while he's puking. I didn't actually do that, did I? Yes, you did. He he was not. He was done puking. He had actually stood up and was spitting, and Damoc pissed between his legs. Yeah. How drunk was I? Fuck. <laughs> A keg of a hundred and twenty minute drunk. Oh, and Co. Yeah. Co, how are you, buddy? Co, hello. Co. What? I'm doing great. Well, that's 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 good to finally hear. I mean, dead air. Dead air. It's all but bare. I don't know. I'm weird. Um, we have uh, to get to something important. What are you drinking? And we'll reverse that. Co, what are you drinking? Absolutely nothing. Ah, uh, lame. I have lame. nothing this evening. I'm sorry. I felt everyone. All right. Uh, not even water? <laughs> not even water. <laughs> all right. He's drinking spit, everybody. He is drinking spit. Dude, with your hoodie up like that, you gotta look at him and be like, you have failed this podcast. You have failed this podcast. There, there you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> you just got right, the whole like, black arrow going on. But, but I'm fulfilling the gamer need. I mean, check out my screen. Uh, <laughs> uh, click buttons. Hey, uh, hey uh, Damoc, how about you, buddy? What are you drinking? Uh, I decided to try something new. Um... So I've been drinking Pepsi's new product, Bubbly. It's sparkling water. Okay. And I found that I like the grapefruit over the other three flavors that I purchased. And yeah. So no alcohol. I am stone cold sober. Have been all week long. 
Holy shit. I know. It's boring. Um, Cecil? Oh, yeah, I just got to see that my wife drinks that bubbly stuff. She loves the grapefruit. You know what I mean? Loves it, the grapefruit, right? Hey, hey, hey. I love, like, the cherry's not bad. It's what I'm drinking now. I tried the, uh, what is it, the LaCroix? LaCroix? Whatever the hell this one is. Uh, LaCroix. LaCroix. Yeah, LaCroix. Why is it? Okay, whatever. But it's got an X in it. But LaCroix, I don't like it as much. I actually do prefer Pepsi's bubbly for the flavor wise but i can see where it's all like where people are complaining it's all millennial because little tab says hey and i'm like whoa all right cecil are you gonna save us uh that would be a big old negatory good buddy uh because we're starting we're started a little bit later than i was hoping so i can't really drink anything because i've got to go pick up my daughter so i am drinking this this beautiful um this beautiful vintage of clear, crisp, refreshing, slightly chilled water. And it's uh, fantastic. And the attack on that? Uh, you know, it's really mild and smooth. Really not offensive. Almost non-existent. So, uh, so would you say it goes good with anything? I, you know, I would say it goes good with... Um, Almost everything, you know, dying of thirst, uh, being slightly dehydrated. So uh, any mixer recommendations with that? I would actually suggest Crystal Light. It would go really, really great with some powdered Crystal Light. Uh, you could also possibly, if you were so inclined, take a little bit of this and freeze it. And you could actually make it solid water. And then you could put that in something better like, I don't know, scotch? But uh, that would be what I would mix it with, personally. Personally, with, uh, with that, I like using it to uh, uh, mix, well, more so drip with uh, absinthe. Yeah, see, I have to worry. If I have anything that involves a drip, I, uh, I get very, very nervous because the doctor said one more time and it's probably going to fall off. Fair enough. Uh, to conclude our uh, little bit of lameness, I guess I will round it out because I am actually drinking one of my uh, Krabby's uh, alcoholic ginger beer. So there is alcohol on the show. Um, Thank God. We're, we're not at a full loss. So, yeah. I mean, it, it has no real attack. It's 4.8. It's all-day drinker. <laughs> so... 4.8. My kid drinks 4.8. Well, stop force-feeding her uh, cough syrup. It's not cough syrup. I want to point out the last liquor I had drunk in the past week turned my shit blue because apparently Dark Roast Kraken is heavily dyed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> I'm like, am I sick? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. that That's a good note to uh, transition into what is everybody playing. And we will go Cecil. What are you playing? Uh, well, actually, since I have had a little bit of time on my hands, I have been playing a little bit, actually. I've been playing uh, Star Wars, the what is it? Jedi Fallen Order. Jumped into that a bit. Uh, I, You know what? I, I'm not really in love with the character, but 
everything else about the game I like. I like the the ranging and difficulty level that you can put it on from super, super easy to fairly difficult. You're not as overly powerful like you were in Force Unleashed, but you aren't nearly as... Uh, as limited as you are in like Jedi Outcast or uh, Jedi Academy. So really fun game, but uh, I don't know. The, the, the character is really hard to relate to and get behind. So that could turn it off for a lot of people. I've also been playing some right. Tarkov. Uh, I love that game. Oh, well, I love that game and I hate that game. Uh, I've gotten a little bit better at it. I can actually... St- kind of contend with my own, uh, except when I jump in with Damoc and uh, I think that he's a he's a scav and I take a couple of pot shots with a pistol and then he AKs me on the forehead. Actually, sorry, in the thorax. I think that was the last time I played. Uh, yeah. I played one, no, I played one more round and that's when that dude was like wall hacking and killing all of us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. That was a good one. Uh, been jumping into RimWorld, been trying to do the RimWorld thing, multiplayer with Damoc, but, uh, after that, you know, that first round that we had, we were playing, it was going really, really well. I wasn't getting any desync issues, but then the next time we tried, I was getting desyncs all over the place. I, I honestly, I, I could only play for about a couple of actual minutes and then I just desynced out. And couldn't really connect back in. I blame the 30 plus mods that Damoc has <laughs> installed with that. <laughs> I blame them as well. Uh, I did go through the mod list and check it against the multiplayer mod, and everybody came back. Well, I'm sorry, everyone came back and said that they were compatible with multiplayer. Maybe we were loading them in not the correct order. I'll have to go back and take a look at it. Anyways, I've reduced it down. I only want to add like one mod to it, and that's just wall lights because Walmart wall lights are such a quality of life improvement that I can't live without them. I can agree with that. Uh, I also been playing a little bit of GTFO and Resident Evil and Doom. So yeah, notice what happens when I don't have school kind of thrown in the mix. I get to play a whole shit ton of games. Granted, I have so many that I got to catch up on that I really couldn't focus on any one specific game. But I did play Project Zomboid for a lengthy bit of time. That was uh that was actually a re- that's it's an entertaining game. I really do enjoy Project Zomboid. Uh, I have it, but I haven't really sat down to play it yet. It's fun. It's fun. It's tough. What about you, Zyber? What are you playing? Um, well, I am still on the lame, lame, lame kick of Pokemon Sword, which I just jumped over to Shield and got a few of the Pokemon that I'm missing for my decks on Sword, and now with the home... I am, uh, I think it's 25 shy of completing my decks. Nice. Way and, to be. And that's that's about it, really. Um, yeah, just, well, no, that's a lie. Uh, again, I have been uh, at work every now and again in between my rounds, hitting up Eternal Card Game, so... That's about it. <laughs> uh, Damoc? Uh, so I've been playing a lot of RimWorld. Um, that's been fun because it's it's RimWorld and I have a lot more than 30 mods installed on my game. Oh, God. But it, it's great. I'm having a great time. And then I picked up the Division 2 for $3. And 
I played it for a little over an hour yesterday. It's okay. It's a bullet sponge shooter. Not super impressed. It's only worth the $3, but I'm glad I got it for $3. All right, fair enough. Uh, Co, how about you, man? I've been playing Black Desert again. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. What it says for your name is a lie, then. Probably. Yeah, because it says you're unhooked. It doesn't sound like you're unhooked. It sounds like you're hooked, hooked line, and sinker. Oh, who changed my name again? Hold on. I gotta fix that real quick. <laughs> uh, so y- your name may have been turned to Tarkov Unhooked at one point in time and you just never bothered to change the unhooked part fair, fair enough I hadn't even noticed it alright um, so Black Desert that it anything else yeah that's, that's pretty much it for me alright well I guess we'll move on to uh, a couple articles that we have hold on new- I got yes. one last game that I've actually been playing I downloaded Dragon Warrior, the original Dragon Warrior, and I've been playing it on my phone in between, uh, in between like all sorts of things, like if I'm pooping or in a meeting that I really don't care about, which is pretty much every meeting. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I like the old Dragon Warrior games. Yeah. Um, let's see, articles, articles, articles. We have a few, and we have a few that we didn't get to, um, which. I am going to start us off with one that I shared. Um, uh, let's see, what is it? The Ultra uh, Grim Dark Tabletop RPG Morkborg comes to its own doom. It looked Ooh. like a rather interesting uh, kickstart kind of tabletop. Um, I didn't dive too much into everything, but it, it's like an alien role player uh mystical like medieval ish basically i i would probably say it's on the lines of uh warhammer okay um you have like all kinds of mythical kind of beasts like dragonish kind of things uh it seemed pretty interesting um i they have a soundtrack available for it also on uh spotify it looked fun. Um, something to keep in mind, check out. Something that I just wanted to touch on with everybody. Um, but also we have EA hikes up PC game prices, but only on Steam. Uh, did anyone get to read that? That's fucked up. <laughs> of course, EA be the one who do that first. How much is it? Right. I mean, to me, that's that's like really shady practice. That's a good way for me to say hey you know what i'm not gonna get your games because i don't want your loader (laughs) i'm sick of having so many games that need their own specific loader it's ridiculous no no did they just increase the price it's not like a 20 dollar difference but in some countries it's double or more than double the cost of the original price that's just ridiculous oh my god do you think that's to combat some of the pricing structure that Steam has? Because I know Steam takes like I think twenty percent. Well, twenty percent wouldn't be a a hundred percent increase. Accurate, accurate. Or actually, probably like a hundred and ten percent increase. But so no, I don't think it's to combat that. I don't know why they would do that. 
I guess it's to kind of pull uh, customers away from Steam and entice them to go back to their uh, platform to purchase yeah, the products. Yeah, that's what it seems like to me. Hey, don't don't use Steam. Use Origin. Our games are a reasonable ish, reasonable ish price on our platform. <laughs> I I just think it's shady business. Shitty or not, I don't buy EA games, so <laughs> it doesn't hurt me in the slightest. Well, I'm guilty of buying their Star Wars games, so there is that. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I'm guilty of playing their Star Wars games. Yeah, so am I. What platform do you own The Force Unleashed on? Currently, I own it on PS4. My brother oh. actually picked it up for me for Christmas. I just didn't actually get it until about... Uh, Two three weeks ago, okay, and it plays okay. It's it's fun. I, as I said, I, I I like where the story's going. It falls in between episode three and episode four, so it's not you know it's not new. It doesn't tie in. Well, maybe it does. I haven't gotten to the end of it, uh, but I don't think it ties into any of the new movies. But it falls in between episode three and episode four. All right, that's interesting. I'm still on the fence about trying it. I kind of want to, but I kind of don't at the same time. <laughs> it's it's fun. It's genuinely fun. It's, uh, you know, come on. I mean, if any one of us sitting here can honestly stay, say when we were growing up and saw Star Wars for the first time that we didn't want to be that Jedi walking around with a lightsaber in our hands. I mean... If you can honestly say, no, when I, saw, when I saw Star Wars, I didn't want to do that. All right, well, teach their own. I think you're lying, but teach their own. Uh, but that's this game kind of scratches that itch. The thing that I like most about it is that uh, is one of my big gripes with The Force Unleashed was that you really were just this stupidly overpowered character. It's kind of like in that game Prototype. You oh, were yeah. stupidly overpowered in Prototype, and... It, it, the game was fun, but after about like five minutes, it's just you know it's like yes, yeah, send in waves of a of a thousand enemies at me. I don't care. I'll friggin' wreck you. Right. Well, prototype was just a smash it to bits kind of game, anyways. Power up, smash it to bits. Yeah, it was, but it had it had a little bit of story there, and the story was right, was interesting. Did. But I didn't really feel like I earned the story. I feel like I was just kind of walking through it, a prototype to me. It could have been just as entertaining if it was a walking simulator because the combat I didn't I didn't feel like I was challenged. I had that thing cranked up to the hardest difficulty level, and I just never felt like it was an actual challenge. So I never really felt like I accomplished anything. Well, yeah, prototype the second one uh, too. I felt they tried to change a lot of things, and it kind of ruined the game. I was going to go back to the topic uh, regarding the price increases, and I'm going to say the reason that they did that is to match it with U.S. prices. So if I look on uh, like the cur- currency exchange rate for ruples, uh, 800 ruples is twelve dollars, twelve fifty. So 1700 would be um, you know, twenty five dollars, give or take, and. That's for the entire Mass Effect, uh, Mass Effect collection, so I think that's what they're just doing. Well, that seems logical. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't knock them for that. All right. Well, obviously, I didn't read the article, but 
from the way that like the first bit sounded is it sounds like sketch dude <laughs> yeah the, the tagline does kind of seem a bit sketch and i think that's why they kind of click you know it kind of could, could be kind of clickbait too just like oh read this article because ea is being such a scum the article is very clickbait mm-hmm. yeah then you read it and you're like oh they're not that scum i mean they're scum but they're not that scum well, you you just created a great segue into Bioware article that you shared of them um, uh, redesigning Anthem. That game is dead. Fuck it. Let it die. You know, it is dead. And I'll, I'll say the same thing I said when the game first came out. And I even said when the game first came out that it, it was going to die. And I, I really hoped it didn't. And I honestly, and I kept saying the same thing. I said, I, I really said, I hope I'm wrong and that the game does is very successful, but my experience with it was just really poor. The game has so much potential, though. The flying in it, I, I loved the combat and the flying around and the feel of being in those suits. That was fun. I genuinely enjoyed that. Just my big problem was it was a buggy mess, and that's the thing that turned me off of it is that it was buggier than a Bethesda game, and that is saying something. So what the article outlines is that players criticize the lack of content in the game. Um, and if that's the case, redesigning the game isn't going to add new content. It's just going to redesign the core elements that are in the game to begin with from uh, what they're stating. So you don't fix any of the issues that players have in the game currently. You're just going to potentially add bugs and essentially have the same re-release launch issues. They fixed they they actually fixed a lot of the bugs, especially the ones that I saw. So while I didn't play the game, I I did complain a lot to people that did play the game of like, hey, look, did they fix this? Did they fix that? Like one of my biggest things was I, I love to explore, and one of the first things I found exploring in the game is that I found multiple places where I just fell through the world. Like I'd walk up to a rock and I'd just kind of like do a little bunny hop onto the rock. And I'd get to the edge of where the rock meets the ground, and all of a sudden, bloop, I'd fall through the world, and I'd just fall forever. I'd have to turn off the game to get and turn it back on to get back in. Um, and they fixed a lot of those bugs and stuff like that. And I know, and, and from reading the article, there is just a lot of complaint about end game, uh, you know, end game activities. Like there's, it's, it's lacking severely on end game activities. But the thing that I read in the article that I'm pleased about is that they don't plan to change the combat so much or the flying, you know, the flying elements to it, which is one of the things that I enjoyed. So it's just a retool the other aesthetics and gameplay so that it actually flows better. So the impression that I got was that they were going to be revamping the loot loot table so that it doesn't take hundreds of hours to level out one javelin so that it didn't so that you could attain that level a little bit faster and not uh you know it's 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 the same thing that i always always talk about like in in games like anthem destiny those massively multiplayer games like that where you know they're loot shooters where they they stick the carrot out in front of you and you're chasing that carrot you know you get the next piece of loot and you're like oh i want to get the next piece of loot oh i want to get the next piece of loot you know they keep that carrot out there just Anthem, I guess, didn't realize that you're supposed to use a stick and not a telephone pole to hold the carrot on, because they really put that thing far out there. <laughs> well, thank God you don't play Black Desert Online, because if you think Anthem's progression system is bad, 
Black Desert takes it to a whole new yeah, level. I, I tried playing Black Desert, and I was like, okay, this is too slow, and I'm getting my ass wrecked. Yeah, I'm but, done. But there are certain games that when you play, you kind of expect it. Like, when I, pull, when I pick up a true MMORPG, I expect the progression to be incredibly slow and, and, and the grind to be the grind to be real. But when I pick up an action shooter or loot shooter, I I think there's a certain expectation that you don't feel that it's going to be MMORPG slow. You know, it's it's gonna have a certain a certain pace to it to keep you interested, you know? Um Yeah. You, you, you know, like like you, I don't know, I'm trying to think of another one. God, uh, the Black Desert progression to me is worse than uh, um, Two Worlds, and even Two Worlds Two. Well, see, I haven't <laughs> played those games. Those games were wicked slow progression. Yeah, I haven't played Black Desert yet, and I'm I'm actually afraid to, because if it's anywhere near as fun as Co makes it out to be, I know I'll fall into that pit. And I will come out weighing 900 pounds, defaulted on my loans, and possibly without a wife. That's, that's as pay to win as I make it out to be, not as fun. <laughs> I know. And that's what I'm saying. That's why I'd be without the wife and defaulted on my loans. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not the pay to win mechanics in the game. Is, it's convenience. It's not so much as uh, it is like you're buying gear that other players can't obtain from the market. So it can rack up if you don't watch yourself. Uh, and many of the things that you can uh, buy from the cash shop, you can buy from other players on the marketplace. So there is a level of balance there to some degree. All right, dear Mike, you look like you're, you look like you're contemplating some, some like astrophysics, like, Friggin' theorem that's gonna save the world from hunger, but you're not gonna tell anyone. I don't know why anybody's even bothering to talk about Anthem. A dead game is a dead game, and I'm sorry, the only person, the only person that is saying it is not a dead game is Bioware. Do you know how much Anthem costs or went on sale for? It's free with Game Pass. Well, it's free with Game Pass now, yeah, but do you know what it was on like Black Friday when the game had already been declared officially dead and Bioware was about to abandon it? Like five bucks. How long ago yeah, was, was say, Black Friday? I mean, how how relevant is that to now? I was mean, it like two bucks? Yeah, it's it's six dollars. It goes on sale for six dollars <laughs> repeatedly for six dollars, and now they're including it free and everything. Its player base has dwindled down to almost nothing. There's always the diehard fans that will continue playing. Bioware is going to literally have to revamp it now. Their biggest thing is. They're touting the Mass Effect people are coming back to remake Anthem. You're like, yeah, go fuck yourselves. The last Mass Effect was shit. So, dead game's a dead game. Move on. Take the idea because you had a wonderful idea. And I was very excited for the idea of the game. But the game itself is shit. It's going to continue to be shit. Stop it and just make a new game. It had potential. The last Mass Effect was not shit up until the very end. And it was the ending that everyone complained about. Everything else about the, the third. Ending. Everything else no. people complained about. They didn't. I'm sorry. Everything that people complained about was the ending of the game. No, they had the weird. However, the characters would stare off into the distance, and like they didn't do a good communication. 
Uh, the dialogue was fucked. There were tons of weird bugs. No, you're thinking of Andromeda. You, you're thinking of the new one, Andromeda. Yeah, you're thinking of you're thinking that, of Mass Effect Andromeda. One. Yeah, that's the that's the last one. Oh, oh no, I'm, talk, I'm talking about Mass Effect Three, not Andromeda. Yeah. Okay, now, now I'm on no, page. I, I thought you were talking about Mass Effect Three, not okay. Mass Effect Andromeda. I don't know. I said that game sucked. The last Mass Effect game was utter shit. So yeah, I, sorry, it I, was. I don't. I don't count Mass Effect Andromeda it, as a Mass it, Effect it, game. It, exactly. But that's the same team. <laughs> I know. That is I know. Now taking over Anthem. So I'm, I'm tracking. Semantics, I'm tracking. Semantics. Hey, folks, it's semantics. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm tracking now. I just I wasn't on the same page as you. No, yeah, all the other Mass Effects, 1, 2, and 3, I, I loved it. I, I Granted, 3 had the wonky ending that everybody disagreed with. That's fine. I think they ended up patching it at some point, but whatever. It's fine. For the first two games, I enjoyed the third one. I ran all the way through towards the end and never finished it, and then Andromeda just was utter garbage from my understanding. Yeah. Uh, you want to know something that isn't garbage? Uh, this article that Cecil posted about Samsung... Uh, releasing a phone with 108 megapixels, 108 oh, yeah. freaking megapixels. That is, in my opinion, for something like that fits in your hand so easily, amazing, phenomenally amazing. Uh, it's going to be on the Galaxy S20 Ultra. Um, it looks pretty solid from uh, from what they're they're saying in the article. Yeah, spec wise, the phone is is pretty impressive. But the the thing that blew me away is you know just because we you know we have we have several photographers here. Uh, I include myself as an amateur, and I use that word very specifically, an amateur photographer. And even you know even looking at that, actually, Damoc, you and I had a conversation about people using phones over cameras. Yes. Yeah, we had a, a show uh, yeah. regarding that. Yeah, and the different software techniques that, that phones are using to make them comparable and and in some ways superior to cameras. And I, I was still arguing that DSLRs and stuff like that are, are really still quite valid. But after seeing this type of technology at the throne in phones, you couple that with like the Google software and, I mean, holy shit. Like the the quality right. of pictures that you're gonna be able to take with phones is astronomical. Yeah, um, my stance on that is steadily changing because you're jumping from cameras that are right now doing like, um, say anywhere from 26 megapixels to like uh, 72 megapixels DSLR to a camera on a phone doing 108 and having all the software that you need um, to do any kind of editing and sharing. Yeah, it's just phenomenal. It's it's absolutely wild, the technology that they're throwing in the phones now. Where'd you expect the technology to go? Everybody and their brother has a fucking cell phone. These kids at the house don't have a cell phone, but almost every single one of their damn friends does. In elementary school, the kids have cell phones. It's going that way. Everybody's got them. Everybody's using them. Everybody likes their cell phones more. How the government keeps issuing more cell phones to its users. They're getting rid of tablets. See, now there, there's there's the question I have right there. With all this technology that's going into better microphones and cell phones and better cameras and cell phones, I mean, now we're getting to the point where, I mean, everybody nowadays is already recording everything. 
Like people are doing YouTube videos. I mean, you, you can't walk down the street without seeing somebody taking a picture of something or recording something. I mean, with this quality that you're putting on cell phones now, people can take video and you're going to be able to blow up shit behind them and get high resolution video of, of shit that's behind people that, I mean, you could just be sitting there walking along and now you're being extracted from video and your, your every move can be really traced. Like if you go on vacation to a touristy spot, holy shit. Like I, th- th- that was like, I was, I was flabbergasted by the technology of like 108 megapixel on a phone. And then I think to myself, holy shit. Like that, that, that literally means you cannot go anywhere without somebody knowing where you are. Right. And with, uh, the ability on some phones to, uh, remove elements from the picture, like automatically removed someone that say, uh, photo bombs behind you or something you can remove them there, there was and this it was a movie ridiculous. called i think at uh, anon i think it's, it's on netflix i think it's called anon or not no, i think it's anon and it's about like everybody's got these lenses in their eyes that are literally yes. computers and somebody literally hacks those computers there's a show on uh amazon called feedback that's like that yeah and it's just it's so it's it's wild to think like I looked at that movie and the first time I watched it, cause I watched it about three times cause I wanted to kind of look at things, see if I could catch things. But the first time I watched that movie, I was like, Oh man, that's a, that's a really sci-fi. That's a funny, funny concept. I, I, I dig it. And then I watched it the second time and I'm thinking to myself, Holy shit. We're, you know, we're, we're going that direction. We could, we could literally go that direction. And then, like, I, you know, the third time I forget what I was doing. But then I saw this, and I was thinking to myself, "Holy crap! This is this is that next step." And then the article they posted about the Google Glass being uh, available to consumers or to enterprise. Sorry, enterprise. That's where I'm just like, "Holy crap! We're literally going down that route. We're gonna have like the two segments of people, like the technical people and then the non-technical people, the people who just want to be hermits, and there's just gonna be like this divide eventually." Right, and you have uh, corrective contacts that, um, well, they help people see colors better. Uh, they have a little chip in them that help you uh, regulate light and color, and it's for many different purposes. But, yeah, you already have a contact lens that is acting like a little computer on your eye to uh, dull light, uh, improve light, correct light, and all this other crap. It's freaking amazing. Uh, also, another show that did stuff similar to this was uh, Black Mirror. Oh, with the uh, with the video game thing where the guy uh, the guy went to the video game. It was all like augmented reality. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the episode where uh, um, they record you have all those of their implants. memories and they have the extra implants in their brain and they can upgrade the size and all of that. And you can fast forward. You can display on any TV and stuff like it. It was a pretty good episode. Uh, no, the one where, like, the dude, um, accidentally murdered someone, and they had him in the cabin, and, uh, they wanted him to confess, like, what he did, uh, and he ends up confessing, but the guy that was interrogating him did a bad thing also, and, um, you know, he got his punishment, he got released, but he couldn't associate with anyone, so they put a ban order on him, 
everybody that he looked at was just his blob and uh everybody that looked at him just saw a red shape red silhouette it was pretty freaking wild i don't know that one i gotta go back and watch it though yeah uh the other one the black mirror episode i'm talking about is the entire history of you and it's an alternative reality where most people have a grain inside them which records everything they do see or hear and allows them to play back their memories in front of their eyes or on a screen it's pretty fucking wild crazy stuff it's one of those things though you know like you watch these sci-fi shows and you 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 think oh man that's completely so far out we can't get there that's that's impossible but then you look at where we are today and you look at the sci-fi shows from you know the 70s and stuff and you realize wait a second we're we're kind of there now with some of that shit. Uh, I still don't have a flying car. And where is Rosie, my robot butler? God damn it! It's called Google. Yeah, Google Assistant. It just needs to get updated. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. There's no cooking. There's no cleaning. There's no dick sucking. Like the fuck, man. Hold on. It's not there yet? There absolutely is. All you have to do is ask it to to Grubhub you something to your house, and it'll get to your house. Now, I don't know about the whole escort thing, but I'm pretty sure there's a plug-in. You see that, uh, <laughs> what was that stupid thing? The people spent 108 days or something teaching that robot to do oral sex, and everybody came back and was like, oh, they should have just talked to EA. They've been making games that suck dick for years. Yeah, they've been making software that sucks dick for years. Um, I still couldn't get her number. Yeah, yeah, I'm so ugly, my flashlight won't let me smash. But, uh, Co, speaking of uh, sex uh, things, it brings me to uh, Xbox, uh, you know, because of the whole thing, sex box. Uh, you have something about a senator. Uh, how about you elaborate on that? Oh, yes. So there's uh, bills being passed to limit the control that uh, tech companies have over their devices in terms of uh, repair. So, for example, lobbyists are... Uh, they're trying to fight this, but the ways they're going about doing it, if you watch the videos, is that they want to do it in, you know, private rooms so that they can uh, try to sort out deals that way rather than having the public be aware of the situation. So uh, companies or lobbyists, uh, I would say that Apple would probably be on this boat, are trying to shut down third-party uh, repair for their products. Yeah, I was about to say that because... Uh you know, we had that conversation uh, a week or two ago about uh, proprietary uh, plugins. Yeah, so what uh, a lot of the or tech, charging cables, sorry. Yeah, one of the tech YouTubers that I look at is Lewis Rossman, and uh, he goes over, you know, how easy it is to actually do repairs on these things, how it doesn't cost thousands of dollars to do the uh, replacements. And how data recovery for the products that Apple says can't be done can easily be done at an affordable cost. And so he, he's a advocate to, in favor of, uh, having third party vendors repair these, these devices. Yeah, it seems, uh, I only caught the first little bit of it, but he's a, a big Xbox user. And when his Xbox got the red ring of death, he was pissed that he couldn't take it to a local shop that he had to ship it back to Microsoft and have only Microsoft repair it and that they were going to avoid his warranty because the sticker that he's never opened his Xbox before because he's not a technical kind of guy the little void warranty sticker was all messed up and yeah 
It's really interesting. I hope that they just fucking blast these companies. Mm-hmm. But now Apple has opened up. Um, they're not happy about opening up, and, but they do have the certified Apple technician shit and all of that. You're shaking your head that's, no, but we that's covered bullshit, that. That's a sham. That is absolute bullshit, though. I say that today and to the day I die. That's a sham. I should not have to go through Apple to say, hey, you know, I need your certificate to fix something I own. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a, that, that, that whole process is a sham. In, in fact, uh, there's many people or individuals, again, who do the third-party repairs and say, you don't need this. Like, that, that the, the training and information that they provide is completely useless stuff. Uh, is it a step in the right direction? Yes. But they're still also fighting in the background against allowing for people to do third-party repairs. So it's, it's, a, it's a front, and I don't believe well, it. I, I don't think that they're fighting it as much anymore. It is a step in the right direction. Is it the full thing of what we want? No, absolutely not. We're not quite there yet. It is the right step in the right direction. They are now offering up their tools. They're stopping the proprietary screw stuff so that you don't have uh, PC toolkits trying to make their own screwdrivers anymore, which was costing them quite a bit to do. Uh, And then you have Apple releasing it. Now, can you still go and get it done cheaper at somebody that doesn't actually need the training? Absolutely. But somebody that could get the training can now be a quote-unquote legitimate source. And while it may be more than $60 to fix a screen like somebody else at a regular shop can do, it might be $100 to fix the screen, it's still not the $500 that Apple charges you plus shipping and handling back and forth. But of course they don't need to sit there and have to have uh, you know proprietary screwdrivers to unscrew their devices because they're gluing them together with glues that use lasers to take off the glass entire uh, case around the entire device. And when you do a repair through Apple, guess how much that one glass pane costs for that for that thousand dollar phone? That glass pane on that Apple device is more expensive than buying the phone outright just to have it replaced. From Apple. Yes. No, and that's why I said from Apple, if you're still doing it from Apple. But Apple is doing the outreach thing where they are allowing people to get certified and they are allowing those parts to get to get shipped down and it is actually getting cheaper. There's a place here in town that we took God's phone to and at that point it was going to cost him $60 to fix it and $60 was more than his damn phone was worth at the time. So he just went and bought a new phone. Uh, but yeah, it was going to fix it for 60 bucks, and that was an entire screen replacement plus like the case was all jacked up. They were going to do the, the case back end and all that. It is what it is. It's a step in the right direction. It's getting better. It is not there, but we are getting better-ish, hopefully. And... Everybody and their brother is gluing everything together at this point. But who's not just Apple? Everyone's gluing their shit. But who's leading the charge on that? Uh, I would probably say Samsung is leading the charge because Apple didn't start gluing shit together until after Samsung started gluing shit together. Samsung was the first one that started gluing their phones together, and then they started excluding you that little. the little memory expanding chip that you can put in like oh yeah i want a 128 gig chip now you have to buy the 32 64 128 phones and then samsung reversed and said oh shit everybody followed our lead on that and then came right back out and said we're no longer doing that you can have as much expansion memory as you want 
Although I don't think anybody's doing that anymore. And and who solders all their components to the board? Batteries, CPUs, fans, etc. All to the board. I'm pretty sure my Pixel, with as thin as it is, and I'm, I'm wondering that too, with as thin as phones are getting, right? And that's pretty thick because I have a case, but that's still much thinner than the Note 5 that I had. Soldering them and gluing them together instead of putting a whole bunch of little screw pieces everywhere because then you have to have secure plastic and all the little spots. I don't know. I'd like to see actual details and specific stuff. but So uh, going outside the realm of the uh, mobile market, if you look at Apple's new uh, all-in-one computers, the vast majority of, uh, of pieces on their motherboards are actually soldered to the board and you can't replace individual parts. When you have to repair or replace components on your computer, you're not replacing just the graphics card or just the CPU. You buy the entire unit. Right, but that's not new. That's been Apple's business practice from the very beginning. That is nothing that has changed. But And that's exactly my point, is that why is it still so expensive? So now you're going to have third-party vendors who are going to be buying these cheap knockoffs to try to repair their Apple products? Uh, how? Why is it that it's going to be so much more expensive going through a third-party, or through Apple, when... These these third party companies can do it for much cheaper. Where are they getting these parts from? Well, the the vendors that they're purchasing them from are, are selling them at a, at actual market price. Apple, it as a whole, is not that great of a company, right? Look at their share of the cell phone market. It's super slim. Yeah, people buy their damn phones and then they just break and then they go, oh, shit, I'm going to buy an Android," and they buy four Android phones. Look at their share of the PC market. Yes, in some of the high-end areas, they are at the top, but Apple's not a very big company overall. You hear about them a lot because their advertising campaign is off the fucking hook. No one advertises better than Apple, but they are not that big. Apple is the largest, most gross company in the world. They're they're worth a trillion dollars. Yes, they are worth a trillion dollars, and so is Amazon and all that wonderful stuff, and they, they hold all that money, and then they overprice absolutely everything. It's been their business model from the very beginning. That's how they're making this money. And their investors are just throwing money at them, but they don't own decent market shares anywhere. I'm going to disagree with that one, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so what market share overall does Apple absolutely dominate or even control 50% of? Well, 50%? Well, there's various... Uh, mobile entities that that take a lot of share from the mobile market, but they are the largest, uh, I think, in terms of shares when it comes to devices when in the mobile market. And PC, they're not. I know that. That's that's very niche for them. So my my thing is uh, back on the the main part of it, the third party repair business versus a, having to send your stuff back to the company of origin uh consensus i'm for it i mean that that's my line of work (laughs) (laughs) damoc i missed the question i'm just smiling because everybody else is smiling i was i'm looking i'm sorry i'm looking at market shares here because i wanted to see it and google pixel grew 139 percent year over year and apple is shrinking by 25 percent year over year in the cell phone market alone. They're really not doing well. 
Yeah, but you're, you're talking about you're talking about sales and profit. That's 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 a bit different than market share. Right. So, in it's kind of they're not showing direct numbers for that. But as far as what they do show, Apple is at about thirty two percent of the market, and Android is the rest. Android is broken up across several companies, but yeah. But to uh, round this out and close it up, uh, what's your consensus on uh, the whole deal of you know third-party repair, self-repair versus having to prioritize uh, origin of uh, manufacturing? Uh, I'm completely against proprietary software, proprietary hardware. Uh, but that's not the business practice of the world. So as much as I'm all for people doing it in their basements and <laughs> should I would love to repair my own stuff and be able to get the parts cheap, it, it's not there yet. Hopefully, maybe one day. All right. Cecil? I mean, from a business standpoint, if you can make proprietary work, I say go with proprietary uh, because, I mean, if, if you've got if you've got something that people want, I mean, you've got to you got to figure out a way to protect that investment. And I'm not particularly fair enough against proprietary uh, work. It's when you limit the ability to repair the proprietary devices, because you can have unique components for your your phone and your your computer, but allow third party vendors to or or repair shops to fix them. That's what I'm more concerned about. Is that you know, let's say the there should be an alternative. There should be competition for that because that's that's why the prices from these companies are so outrageous is because there's no competition when they ha- control all the repairs. All right. Um, we have a, another article that we're going to go into um, before we round out the show, and that's the article that uh, Senor Cecil shared about Netflix. Uh are you able to elaborate, Cecil? Oh yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you, if any of you watched. We were talking about Black Mirror earlier, but there's a episode of Black Mirror called I think it's Black Mirror Brackish. Um, hold on, let me look up the exact name of it because I forgot it. That's the interactive episode. Yeah, right? yeah. So so they had an interactive episode of of Black Mirror, and in it, a software designer was actually creating a choose your own adventure style game and the actual show that you're watching is actually designed like a choose your own adventure uh if you ever played the minecraft story that was on netflix as well very very similar kind of setup you know you you get to a certain spot you have to choose left or right or up or down or kill your dad or don't kill your dad and and depending on how you play it out is how the how the actual show works out um so it ends up, you end up, uh, you know, uh, if, Banner Snatch is the name of Banner Snatch. Thank you. Uh, so you end up having to play, you end up having to watch it multiple times to kind of get piecemeal the story together. Uh, you know, several times. The first time I ran through, I think I got my my guy killed multiple multiple times. But anyways, that's kind of sidetracking. The article was about a suit that was brought against. Netflix by Chuseco or Chosco or I think it's Chuseco. Basically, the the creators or the license holders for Choose Your Own Adventure, and they are suing Netflix for God, I think it's like twenty five million in damages or profits from Netflix. I forget, I forget exactly. I, I think it was either or, or whichever one's bigger, something like that. 
but they're, ba- they're, they're basically their suit is saying that Netflix stole their idea and is making money off of it and they deserve, they deserve money. Uh, Netflix is countering saying, well, we're not making a book. You, you know, the, the idea of being able to choose, choose your path is, is not necessarily isolated. You know, it's, it's a concept. It's not a, we're not calling it a choose your own adventure, you know, uh, and, and Chusco is basically saying that it's, well, no, it's, we, we, we trademarked that. That's, that's our idea. That's, that's our, that's our thing. Uh, and you're stealing it. So you got to pay us. Uh, and the court threw out Netflix motion to dismiss. So now it's actually going to go to trial. Well, unless, you know, unless Netflix sells, of course. So I don't think that Chusco will potentially win this. Because choose your own adventure things, I would say, existed before them. Um, now, whatever uh, it comes down to plagiarism of the work, that's a question I wonder if they're going to get dinged for. Like, is there a uh, a book that they wrote about uh, related to the Bandersnatch movie, uh, film? And in that case, that's where I'm going to be wondering where they'd be hit. Because because then Chusco can also go for bodies of work that are in the video game or the tabletop game kind of market where you can make alternative paths. And where, where's that limitation on? Well, they they actually have uh, Chusco's actually gone again uh, gone after several tabletop games that uh, that are designed like choose your own adventures. Um, there was God, I forget the well. There was a few when we were growing up. Um, throughout the 80s and even early 90s that were uh, uh, choose-your-own-adventure tabletop games where you pop the VHS cassette in your your player and yeah. it, it did its thing like that. So yeah. I do not want to see Chuzco win this because this opens up a huge issue based off of a concept. Uh, you're talking... Video games being, uh, video game companies being sued. Like, uh, what's the, what's that horror game Tell, that came uh, out? Telltale? The Telltale. Dead the Walking Dead ones. Yep. Yeah. The, um, the one with the, um, with the monster, uh, not Dying Light. What's the name of it? The, the one there are mountains with the, um, oh, I can't remember it. Firewatch? No, not Firewatch. It's one where they're all getting murdered, and there's a monster. Until dawn. Until dawn, or or uh, man and uh, madame. Man and madame. All those all those games would be heavily affected, and they could be potentially sued uh, if if Chuzco just uh, wins this this lawsuit because they follow similar paths. You're choosing your own adventure. This is going step by step through that same process. It's the same. It's the same concept. Yeah, it is kind of a scary thing to think about, isn't it? Because I mean, if if it if they do if they actually win it, it could be. See, I think the thing about the about this Black Mirror episode though, is that the designer in it is making a choose your own adventure style game, and the and the the show ends up being a choose your own adventure game. So I think they're just like like they're attacking it because it's it's they use so, those wording. I you know I can't remember in the game in the movie if they actually use the word choose your own adventure. Maybe somebody said it as like a example of like oh well geez that's you're making a choose your own adventure game. Um, and if that's the case, that would be alarming. You can't even say the words choose your own adventure. 
well, without, that's like a, more than just but that, not being able to say choose your own adventure. They're trying to trademark interactive fiction. Yeah, oh, that, that, that throws out everything. Then I was gonna say, that, that, but that's that's literally almost every video game. Yeah, I mean, you're talking like um, the Cyberpunk 2077. This lawsuit goes through. Cyberpunk 2077 is technically a choose your own adventure. Layers of fear. Yeah. Every so Telltale game. It's a Isn't interactive Dungeon fiction. Dragons, uh, choose your own adventure kind of thing too, though. It's not the same as what Choose Co is actually going after. Can or it be exploited into interactive that? Yes. adventure? I mean, it can be exploited into what you guys are referencing. But the Choose Co is going after anything that is deliberately showing you, hey, this path or this path, and it has. I mean, Mass Effect would be a choose-your-own-adventure game mm-hmm. directly if you want to compare some a game for it. Um, some of the where is that Skyrim that is game. There's choices in Skyrim yep. where you're like, go this way or go that way, and, right? And there's those, but I mean, in Mass Effect, it was a very text-based. You choose very much that in way. In Skyrim, it was the same way. You choose yeah. to go with the one group, the guards, or you choose to go with the stormcloaks or L.A. Nor. L.A. Noir. There you yeah. go. L.A. Noir. That was the one, the cop game where it does the weird, yeah. That or, was a good game. Or the or the artificial intelligence one that came out, I think, two years ago or a year uh, ago. Turing test. Uh, Detroit. Oh, Detroit, Detroit being Detroit. human. Detroit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, dude, Heavy Rain. Yeah. Yeah, Chuzco is already going after people on itch.io and really going after anything deemed interactive fiction. Even though it's not choose your own adventure, uh, every last one of those like kente interactive stories, and that's what I'm talking about is what is the limitation on on these these lawsuits because it could affect a wide gamut of of video game titles because, like I said, if for we're going to use Cybersound 2077 comes uh, when it comes out, you're going to have choices, you're going to have you're going to have text options in that game. There's there's no two ways around it. That's, I think, how they're going to be designing that game's questing system. And it, your unique adventure, your adventure will be unique to each individual player. How long before a piece of work is considered public domain? Ooh, that's, um, depends on how long it's been since they refreshed it. Um, yeah, their trademarks, if they keep renewing their trademarks like Disney, you can't use anything Disney for the rest of fucking Disney's existence. Because if they keep releasing books, then it's still technically um, held under their uh, trademark. No, it's 70 years. Yeah, they're, they're fine then. Yeah, so they, they would have 70 years before that idea. But then, but then they got to fight. Then they would have to, then they got to fight the battle of saying that their original trademarked idea, how it, how it would apply. Because. I'm pretty sure Choose Co's original trademark was specifically to books. Then why haven't they gone after Goosebumps? Did Goosebumps have Choose Your Own Adventure? Yep. Oh God, I don't remember that. They had Choose Your Own Adventure. They didn't. They didn't have a lot of them. There were Choose Your Own Adventure style uh, uh, stories. Shit, which ones were those, dude? None of the ones that I read. I was reading like The Mask and oh. fucking what's the. The bloody camp one. I can see the cover in my head. I read the fucking book. I have no. I think. About I think. That. I think one of them was a circus. Like they are going to a circus. I can't remember, uh, but I believe that there was a goosebump or, or several goosebump bumps, uh, goosebump books that were choose your own adventure. But yeah, you know what? I got. I got to go with uh, 
I gotta go with you on this. I I don't I don't think I want them to win because if they did, that really is going to. I mean, that really does open the floodgates. I don't see what the judge saw at all. This is a protected free speech. They can do whatever the fuck they want when it comes to it, right? You can make choose your own adventure as long as you don't say choose your own adventure. Because I can understand they trademarked the phrase choose your own adventure. You can call it interactive fiction. You can they didn't even call it that. They just said it's Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm trying to remember if in the actual show they use the words choose your own adventure. I want to say that there was they were because the guy was making a a game, and I want to say somebody compared it to choose your own adventure. A lot of people have a lot of reviewers compare it to choose your own adventure style uh, but books. But not in the movie. No, no, the show. that's what I'm saying. I, I think in the movie the the it's actually the picture that's on the the main thing there where the guy's sitting back in the chair. I think that guy actually refers to it as a choose your own adventure game. Not the show, but the, the game that the kid in the movie is developing. I would have to rewatch it. It's been a while since I've watched that. Ditto. I still haven't finished it. I keep dying. Yeah, I got sick of restarting it. Um, well, with that said, uh, I guess uh, we can go to this point. Hey, Cecil, where can we find you? Uh, you can't, because shortly I'm going to be falling back into the dark pit you can call it a void of schoolwork, so you will not hear from me again. In fact, my my sanity and or life will be in question every step of the way. Otherwise, you can find me at Cecil vs. Games on Twitter, Cecil Xavier everywhere else, Facebook, Ustream, Mixer, Twitch, Discord. I'm everywhere. You can just find me there. And Damoc, where can we find you? Uh, I exclusively troll the Discord. You can always find me in the Discord channel talking shit, doing dumb things. And Co? Uh, people can find me on the GNA Podcast Discord or go to twitch.tv forward slash csexperiment. All right. That sounds good. Myself, uh, Zyberblood. Um, pretty much anywhere you can find Zyberblood, which is uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, the GNA Discord. I'd like to say uh, thank you for joining me, gentlemen, for a interesting show. We'll leave with that. And to all you out there, we hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Reviews on iTunes help people find the show. Or like, you know, on Google Play podcasts or whatever. Same thing there. Your your input helps people find us. So, yeah. If you would like to listen to us, uh, you know, assuming you're hearing this on a friend's uh, phone or, you know, Android assistant device, you can find us on Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTune, Your Listen. Uh, we are also available on Spotify and iHeartRadio. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter, at GNA, or just, uh, you know, come to our, our Discord and give us a chat. You just have to go to uh, that pinned tweet on Twitter or Facebook. It's located in both spots. You could also find us on an occasional stream, which 
Well, we're halfway through this month, so game show night will be starting up again soon, which is, uh, we're using Mixer for game show night. Uh, that's at GNA podcast on, uh, Mixer, as well as our occasional, uh, streams on Twitch. What else am I forgetting? Uh, I think Cecil, uh, posted it up there, didn't he? Nope. Oh, what was I doing? I fell asleep. I thought you posted uh, the closing notes. I'm I'm trying to wing it here. Oh, <laughs> shit, no, man. I, I think I deleted all those, man. I haven't been on the show for forever, right. so I nuked them all out. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, if you'd like games, we we are partnered with Humble Bundle. Hey, Co, how about you tell us about Humble Bundle? Humble Bundle is a game purchasing service that we, GNA, are partnered with. You can purchase games like you normally would, but with a twist. You can choose what part goes to the publisher, to Humble Bundle, or to charity. You can give it all to charity if you want, or none of it. It's your call. Throw that question mark partners equals GNA podcast at the end of your Humble Bundle link before you buy to let them know that we have sent you that way. So far, we have raised how much this month? Loading. Loading. (laughs) Oh, ew, zero. You paid no money. Oh my goodness. Halfway through the month and zero. There we go. Must be tight pockets. Yeah, step it up. Uh, anyways. Yeah. I, I blame myself for that a little bit because I really haven't been touching the humble bundles lately. <laughs> but yeah, uh we gotta do better. We gotta up our game. Cecil? A little help here? Nah, you're doing fine! Just just keep going, man. You're doing great. Let's see, what what am I forgetting? I'd like to thank uh, our, our good friend Shadow Fox, Morgan BS Photography, for making our our uh, logo. I'm literally drawing a blank here for... Uh, oh, oh, you can check him out at uh, morganbs.com. I'm not sure if he uh, refreshed it or not. I haven't checked in a while. You can email us also, Damoc. You don't have to scream it. It's all good. I don't want you to get yelled at or killed. Your email? GNA and your DNA.1? What? GNA podcast at GNA and your DNA.1. You can also find us at our website at Happy Birthday God! We're recording on your birthday, but you won't get this for another week, so whatever. Fuck you. Happy birthday. Let's get drunk this weekend or next weekend. Whatever fucking weekend you hear this, dot com or gnapodcast.com. Uh, that works for me. Thank you guys for this rickety, rickety close. Um, I apologize. I, I deeply apologize and especially apologize to all those pygmies down in New Guinea. Ah, oh, damn pygmies. Have a good night, man. Have a good yeah, night, guys. Take care, have fun. Don't do anything that I want to do, which is almost nothing, dude. Just wear a condom, you'll be alright. Oh boy. Oh boy.